Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for February 18th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter, everything at ETOF 21. For sports betting on Instagram at ETOF 21 Sports underscore. For fantasy football, free fantasy football advice at ETOF 21 Sports underscore fantasy. For free horse racing picks at ETOF21Sports underscore horse underscore racing. And for my five things from yesterday, daily sports takes on Instagram at ETOF21Sports underscore sports underscore news. I don't know. I know I have a lot of stuff out there on Instagram. It just kind of feels with what people are looking for, it's easier to break shit up. So that's just how it is. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm not going to lie, guys. It It's a relief. And a disappointment that the NFL season is over. We had a great season. We finished at plus 54.3948 UROI. That means if you bet 10 bucks in every bet I put out there, you finished over $500. So it was a great year. Thanks for the support. I want to thank Gino for letting me go on his show. Spitting my weird knowledge about shit and how I look stuff. Also... The guys on BTV who allowed me to go on the fourth and inches and talk my stuff. Uh, Super Bowl didn't hit the Rams, but we hit a ton of props and it was a profitable Super Bowl, so we can't complain. Um, in terms of the game, it was a real interesting game. Uh, the Bengals started out and they had a great blocking steam. Their center, whatever side Aaron Donald was on, their center, he would fade to that side. And then credit where credit was due to Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris, what he did was he lined up five on the line, and he always had Donald on the two side. And the center of the Bengals kept on fading over to the Donald side. So the Rams were constantly rushing three on two. And the Bengals made zero adjustments. The Bengals coaching staff had some times where they could rise above and make some adjustments and the fact of the matter is they just didn't do it and it just blows my mind i'm here in my place sitting in my lazy boy with computers out live betting and i'm noticing this and these guys that are paid millions and millions of dollars are make the adjustment and also i've said it numerous times if we if you guys aren't live betting these games you guys are insanely missing out the Rams, I believe, what, plus 205, plus 200, 210, somewhere in that range. When that last drive started, they needed a touchdown. That's what they were to score a touchdown. We have to make sure moving forward, one of the things that you guys do to better yourself as an NFL gambler to make more money is have the outcome of drives up on these apps and then just use them because that's a great way to make money. I'm actually thinking about maybe starting a Discord next year for that, if there's enough demand and you guys are interested, just to kind of help you guys make some money. So if that's something you guys are interested, definitely start letting me know so I can start planning for next year. In terms of the rest of the game, Odell Beckham Jr., that injury really hurt the Rams. They are down a lot of playmakers, and it made it easier for the Bengals' defense to kind of take away Cup and uh, Van Jefferson, force Van Jefferson to play a little bit of a different role. Credit where credit is due. Anytime Stafford and Cup needed to make a play, they made a play in terms of the Bengals. I don't understand. You literally just paid Joe Mixon all this flipping money, and he's on the bench for Shamazi Pirine. 
why are you paying him money and you have no games the rest of the season and he's on the bench? That's another thing that just didn't make, make sense for me. Um, and he was playing good. And the thing about Mixon is when Mixon runs, and Mixon's a powerful fucking dude, he always falls fucking forward. P. Ryan does it. And you just needed a yard. You got to let him make that play. Um, Rams D played good. I think, like I said, the adjustment Boris made was key. I know people are making a big thing off of that Stafford when that lady fell off the stage. I'm not, it's a real bad look. He was drunk off, excuse me, he was drunk off his ass. And it was a real bad look. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but they are covering the medical, expen- medical expenses. They are stepping up somewhat for that young lady, which which is good to see. But it's a real bad look for Matt. And, uh, yeah. Um, what else? The Bengals, everyone's saying they're going to be back next year. Are they going to be back next year? We don't know. They definitely need to address their offensive line. Uh, they have a lot of holes in their secondary. I try to tell everybody about Eli, Eli Apple before the game. Uh, hopefully some of you guys listen to that because that was spot on. Um, and let's face it, T. Higgins contracts up in 2023, Mixon 2024, Burrow 2024, and Chase 2024. They can't afford all those guys. And it's going to be interesting because Burrow loves Chase. They're boys. And he wants him to be there. If he's not there, how is that going to affect everything? Is there going to be a money struggle? I think the Bengals window is a lot smaller than people realize. And I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm going to be betting their unders in everything next year and for them not to make the playoffs. That's going to be my strategy with the Bengals. Uh, just because there's going to be that Super Bowl hangover. Um, in terms of college basketball, sad news. I will not be on cutting nets tomorrow. It's the nephew's birthday. And family vetoes everything else. I'll do my best to tweet out, Instagram out, you know, what I'm going to be on. It's been a great year of college. I mean, we are up plus 26.59 UROI. Not many people are putting up those numbers, if any at all. Uh, Friday, more Friday, I'm going to be traveling to see my nephews, more than likely an off day. So, yeah, in terms of NBA, with the amount of work that stuff started mounting for college basketball and NFL and some other personal stuff I had going in my life, NBA to take a a back seat. I'll slowly start getting more into NBA. I'm going to be on the Gino Bacala podcast still weekly. Uh, Wasn't on there this week at the end of the week, but next week I'll start back up and I'll be talking NBA. You know, NBA for the year, we are up plus 36.02 ROI been a great year but yeah sometimes life happens guys and uh you know nba to take a backseat plus there's all the covid stuff going on players in and out so it's it's really hard to cap back then but stuff starting to get back to the norm and you know i'll start to put that stuff out more and more and more so be on the lookout for the nba because you guys are constantly in my dms asking about nba so nba is definitely you know coming around the corner speaking of nba we have a great show today Today, Shy, uh, self-made Shy on Instagram, great follow. She called the Ben Simmons trade back in the fall. She's going to come on. Her and I are going to talk a little NBA. We're going to talk what's going on with the Lakers, the Ben Simmons trade, uh, the Lakers not making the rumored trade for John Wall and Christian Wood. 
Hur and I are going to dive into the NBA a little bit. And then we got the Daytona 500. My man, Brandon, Boston Boy 83, he's going to come on and we're going to talk NASCAR. We're going to tell you the bets to lock in. And hey, we hit Logano last week. Let's see if we can hit another one this week. So now NBA All-Star Weekend is here, halfway part of the season. And who else, who else to come on? She called the Ben Simmons trade. Shy from iSports. Shy, how you doing today? I'm good. How you doing? Well, you know, we have a blizzard. Almost died like eight times today. But other than that, I'm good. Other than, other than <laughs> Wow, wow. How, how's the weather in Georgia? Because it's 19 and snowing here. So here it's just raining. We have real, um, really bad wind. But it feels really perfectly outside. It's probably around 60-something degrees, maybe. All right. Well, you know I hate you, right? <laughs> Sorry. So, but uh, we need to talk about this NBA thing. First, we got to give you props, credit where credit is due. Um, Jesus Christ, what was this, December, September? Like at the beginning of the season, you yeah. said Simmons was going to the Nets. You nailed that. So, you know, the floor is yours. Do your victory lap. It, it was It was really like a Ben Simmons really fit really well with the Nets. So I, I kind of figured they was going to make the trade. Yeah, he fits great. Heard a report, and I wanted to um, get your take on this because I think this is genius if this is what they're doing. Um, Simmons is ready to play, but they're electing to hold him out because they want him playing with Katie. Well, they well I saw a report that says KD could come back when they play Boston, which is I think it's right after the um, All Star break. I think. Okay. Okay. So if that's the case, then that means that they both will come back, like literally, like next week. Yeah, which would be great to see because I guess like they don't want him to go on the court where they're asking like too much of him and putting him like you know what's kind of out there where he has to carry the team. They want KD out there so that way KD can carry the load, which I which I kind of like and I kind of agree with. I agree with, yeah, um, me too. So what do you think, now let's just assume KD is healthy and he's like, you know, the, the KD we all know and we all love as a player. Um, do you think they can win it this year or do you think there's just not enough time for them to kind of piece everything together because – I'm looking at the records of teams in the NBA right now, and they would actually, believe it or not, even though they're the betting favorite to be in to to win the championship, they're the eighth seed right now, so they'd be in the playing tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but the, the the way that the next team uh, is put together, I mean, I don't know if you watched the game last night when they had they were down twenty eight points against the Knicks, and they came all the way back. I know it's the Knicks, but just their role players, their, 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 the rookie, I think his name is Cam, and you have um, Seth Curry, and you have – the Nets really have a super team when you think about it. I mean, of course, throughout the season, they have been going through a lot of injuries. I mean, because, you know, with James Harden, it, make them, it, make, it did make them an older team, but now that they're younger – they have younger legs. They have Sarah Curry. He can shoot on the other side. Except you have, uh, what's his name? The shooter um, came from the Spurs. Uh Patty Mills. You you have Patty Mills. You have Kyrie Irving when he's eligible to play. You have KD. 
you have been saying is you're not really asking no one to do too much. I mean, of course, KD is a superstar, but I just think the way that the team is way around it, it it's going to be really hard to beat them. And because KD is so he's so great, it won't take the team too too long to kind of gel together because of the different pieces that they have. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. You said like how they're more well well rounded, and I think losing Harden is addition by subtraction. It is. I agree. Um, you know, they got Drummond, which is huge. You have it like anytime yeah. you have a veteran big coming off the bench, yeah. um, is huge. You got Curry that can shoot, and the reports are Joe Harris's ankle is a little bit worse than people think than they think mm. so he's in that shooter role and he's you know been clutch when he's been in the playoffs um yep. and then i think the main thing is you get simmons and simmons historically has had success guarding Giannis. so yep. i think that's a big big i think it's a great trade for him i really do and okay. I, I think that you know, if KD's able to camp, come back, I think they're a, a legit contender to win it all. But that's a big if. You know what I mean? Because right. he's, he's had a couple serious couple serious leg injuries now. And, like, the more leg injuries you get, the harder you come back. So that's my one worry with him. KD, like I, like I said, KD, is, he, he's so great. And it, with the leg injuries, it's kind of – it's difficult, like you said, but because of the kind of player he is, he understands that he may have to alter his game a little bit. Maybe he has to become a shooter instead of him going to the basket more. He better alter his game a little bit because of the type of player he is. Oh, and without a shadow of the doubt, I was thinking about this the other day, um, and no doubt Giannis is great and everything, but in terms of just different ways to score, have it be driving, pull up, unlimited range there's no one in my eyes playing right now that can score on you more ways than than durant can uh, i i mean have you have you watched mb within the last few months but mb doesn't have the range you know what i mean i mean i've watched mb within the past two months and his game has elevated like seriously i don't know like i'm not i'm not the biggest joel Embiid guy i just i don't like his whole um what's the word i'm looking for demeanor leadership i just don't feel like like i granted i agree with you he's having a good season but i just feel like your best player has to be a leader someone that's accountable and with what he's shown me throughout his career he hasn't shown me he's that yet maybe i'm wrong maybe this is the year he pieces it together but he hasn't done it yet, and I'm kind of the guy you have to show it to me before I believe you. I, th- I think this is the year. This, I think this is his year for that. Okay. Now, do you think that with Embiid getting Harden, now, of course, we're assuming Harden's hamstring is healthy, and we're, we're, we're making a lot of assumptions here that, you know, Harden's ready to go. He's locked in. Um, how do you feel about the 76ers? I just wish the 76ers wouldn't have gotten rid of Seth. I think I think Seth was, Seth was that shooter for them, but I do like um, Maxi. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, that the, the pick and roll between James Harden and and, and B will definitely be deadly. Um, it's kind of tough to say. Um, I have to see it. It's almost like it's to be honest. It's almost like I can visual. I can visualize the next plan with that team. It's all like I said. It's all way around it. I think the seven sixes would be good because because um, James Harden is. I mean, he's good. He's he's a he's awesome. He's a great player. But I definitely I have to see that first. See, I'm just I don't know. Like you have Harden's history of just disappearing in the playoffs in elimination games. He's like a forty percent shooter averaging barely over 20 and um you know Embiid blew a 3-1 series lead last year with Clint Capella and Solomon Hill guarding him so yeah but 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 at the same time Atlanta still had has Trey Young they I mean Atlanta was was they played out of their out of their league last year so mm-hmm. I, you, you can't really blame it on that I mean he, Embiid was by himself Ben Simmons wouldn't shoot the ball. It was just a lot. And when you, I think when you have a lot going on in the locker room and on the bench, it kind of hinders your game as well. So I mean, I don't put that all on him. I don't know. I'm not the. I don't know. Like, and the whole thing, like he tweeted out that photo, like clowning Simmons after Simmons got traded. I don't know. I just kind of feel like if that is your one, that's your leader in your locker room. You can't win with that much immaturity. You need like, like, like a. You know what I mean? Like LeBron that. LeBron doesn't do any of that shit, you know. Like he doesn't, he doesn't do anything like that. So I don't know. I'm just, I to me, I I really feel if the 76ers play the Cavaliers in the first round or the second round, they they lose to the Cavaliers because the Cavaliers match up really well with them. Nah, I doubt it. Because I mean, you have Allen that can guard Embiid. Uh, they got Levert, which I think is a real underrated move. Um, Love it. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got Garland. And they have those. Uh, you got Mobley, who's a dog. I mean, that's that's a tough little out for them. Um, uh, yeah, I agree. Now, you are without the doubt, like you and you and my buddy Gino are the two guys I talk, two people I talk to NBA the most with, and you guys are both just diehard Laker fans. So, <laughs> um, what is going on in Lakerville? You can't be too happy with what you're seeing. Actually, I'm not too upset with what I'm seeing. Um, I think when the, when the Lakers made the trade for Westbrook, obviously, even when I saw the trade, I didn't think that it was going to be a great. I didn't think that it was a great move because of the type of player that Westbrook Westbrook is, the type of player that LeBron is. Um, also, the Lakers have been really hurt. I, I don't think AD, LeBron, and Westbrook have played more than ten games together healthy. Healthy wise, and for us to be still sitting in a spot that we that we're in, well, I don't know if it's nine. I think it's like nine, maybe eight. You're for us ninth. to be sit, still sitting in that spot, I think that shows that they kind of have what it takes to make a run. No, now, I wanted to. I wanted to be better. Like I wanted to be one seed, two seed, three seed, top, like a top five seed. But however, it don't run like that every year. I think that if the Lakers, like, I do think they make a run. Now, I'm going to say something, and you're going to be upset, but mm-hmm. there was a trade on the table. Mm-hmm. It was John Wall and Christian Wood mm-hmm. going to your Lakers, 
and it was there's going to be uh, what's it THT Westbrook yeah. and I think a couple draft picks, and at the ninth yeah. hour, and the ninth hour, the ninth hour, the Rockets pulled out. That would have been huge for you guys. No, no, it wouldn't have. You why not? First of all, I we haven't seen John Wall play in like two years. We don't know. John Wall is another guy who's who I've always liked John Wall's game, but when you have like those major leg injuries, it slows you down a bit. John Wall, John Wall and Westbrook actually almost have the same game, driving to the basket. Westbrook gets a little more electrifying with his, but we haven't seen John Wall play in two years. So why would I be happy? about trading Westbrook, who's who's these uh, Westbrook isn't bad. He just doesn't fit. So why would I be upset about the Lakers not trading for someone who I haven't seen play in so long? But, I mean, Christian Wood's a dog, though. He is, but at the same time, Christian Wood is also the same guy who walked out on his team um, about a month ago. I think I, – I can't really remember what happened, but he walked out on his team and left the arena like – the Lakers organization, we don't we don't stand for things like that. So we are a character organization. So when it comes to things like that, um, no. And THT, I think I don't think the Lakers would give up on THT just yet because he's not a bad player. Actually, he's pretty good in my opinion. I don't I, think they give up on him pretty on on him this fast. I don't know. Like I think. I think Walls Wall can shoot a little bit. He can come in. I think the ball would have moved a little bit because right now with you guys, like the ball in my eyes, I feel the ball is just sticking too much. Like you guys aren't aren't moving the ball around, and you know with AD, you know being hurt, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know Wood's a pretty dependable big that can come off the bench. He can play a long AD. I don't know. I just. I don't know. Like, it just, I just felt it would have been a good move. Um, now, speaking of AD, what's going on with him? Did you watch the game last night? Let me just ask you that. Did you watch it? Last night, um, well, if you must know, last night I had a pipe burst, so I was cleaning oh, up. Geez. I was cleaning up water last night. So that that was my last night's activity. So I missed last night's game. So AD was having an awesome game. I think I think AD was like six for seven, 17 points. He was playing all like that's the best I've seen AD play all season. And I want to say I, I think Malik Monk threw the lob up, and when AD went and tried to get it, he came down on Rudy on Rudy's on his foot. And when he came down, I I knew I just knew that it was broken. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the video yet, but it, it was terrible. Yeah, the way, I, scream, the way he was screaming, yeah. I said, my goodness, it's broke. But, I mean, he's out for a week. It, it, I think it's a high, a high ankle sprain. Yep, yep. Yeah. And those, yeah. And, um, you know, he's lucky. I thought I saw the video. I thought he was going to be out for a while. Um, my question to you, though, is, and just do you think it's – and do you see a world where they move on from AD next year? No. Okay. So do you think like what – I mean because they're going to have to do something with this roster because this roster yeah. obviously isn't gelling. And I don't know. Like I really – I feel, and I'm asking you you this because you are the Laker fan, when mm-hmm. the move for AD happened, you envisioned having more than just one championship. Well, how long have the Lakers had AD? What is this, like four years? 
has it been four years? No, I don't. I don't it, this may be the fourth year, or has it been a third year? This may be the fourth. I'll I'll check. But I, I think I think I think this has been the third year. So when AD got traded, mm-hmm. how like what was your when he? When when did you he got 2019 season mm-hmm. so what that this would be the third year then so you're right so the third year so do you feel like he's lived up to expectations or his performance and the Lakers performance has been below expectations? Well, the first year last year to be uh, to be um, honest, I think that if that if AD wasn't hurt last, year, I think I think I want to say AD got hurt in the first round in the playoffs, or maybe he was already hurt. I think he got hurt against Phoenix last year. He did, and um, we lost. I, I think we lost kind of pretty bad the first game. Then we went up two games. If the Lakers, if AD didn't get hurt, if he didn't get hurt last year in the playoffs against Phoenix, I think the Lakers probably would have won a championship again. But unfortunately, he did get hurt. Yeah. All right. Now, so you're you're happy with what what has happened with him so far? Well, I mean, injuries happen, and I mean, AD is what six, what six seven. AD is a big guy, and I think if you if you do research on um as on really tall athletes with like stocky bodies, you will find that um injuries are more. Players that players like AD, young play. What I'm trying to say, big players are subject to get hurt, like pretty easy. And AD is very injury prone, I will say. So I mean, when injuries happen, I mean, there's nothing that us Lakers fans can do but hope he come back quicker than what they say. Okay, so in your eyes, what is the goal this year for the? Um... For the Lakers, do you think they're going to make the playoffs, playing game, or like where where do you see them finishing? Uh, I I think when you're a Lakers fan, you're kind of used to winning. So the end goal, the end goal as a Lakers fan is is to always win a championship. Okay. And I'm not saying that we that we will win a championship, but I will say that um they will make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they will go on the run. Okay. And don't be surprised if you see him in the rest of the conference finals. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? Your first bold prediction, you freaking nailed. So I'm going to make sure I record this one. So if it does come <laughs> in the middle of the summer and you're right, we will have you on to do another victory lap. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your uh, your schedule to come on and talk a little NBA. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Um, you can find me on actually you guys can find me on social media. I can get my personal social media. Um, it's self made Shia. Um S E L F M A D E underscore S H I A. Self made Shia. All right, guys, make sure you give her a follow because she is turning into a wizard at calling stuff and she's definitely gonna be back on to talk more NBA for the second half of the season and into the playoffs. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Of course. Well, it's the kickoff of the NASCAR season. And as you'll be with us every week that there's a NASCAR 
race boston boy 83 brandon how you doing today doing good how about yourself doing good we got off to a good start cash lot logano plus 850 now we're going to Day- daytona for the daytona 500 um what's your thought process with this race uh, we talk about it year after year it's it's a t- toss-up it's a coin flip there's there's no expectations going into it. Michael McDowell won his first NASCAR race last year and didn't do anything after that at that track. And um, with the big one coming at any point in time, it's, it's anybody's game. Yeah, so you want to be really selective with how you bet, who you bet, and you want to kind of limit your units. So, again, we're going to kind of use the same strategy that we used in the the dual races two weekends ago giving you guys four units to wager here um let's start out is there anyone that right off the bat that you're kind of interested in i'm pulling up the odds now i I really want to lean on at least one hendrick driver uh the speed that they showed in qualifying was unbelievable uh we talked about this a little bit before we got on here i don't know what kind of sandbagging strategy they have but um they're the only ones to run in the 49 second range in qualifying and they're starting one, two, four, five, or one, two, three, five, and uh, or in the duels. That's how they ended up qualifying. But um, I just I like them. Uh, they've always shown speed there. Uh, people can call me a homer, but you look at somebody like Chase Elliott at eleven to one, William Byron at fifteen to one, and Alex Bowman at eighteen to one. I mean, you, you still got Larson at nine to one, yeah. which defending champ who dominated last year so i I really like at least one or maybe two hundred drivers okay i mean personally for me and we're using i'm going to be going off fan duels odds um i don't want to do anything under 20 to 1 that's just me like you said this is a crap shoot i think we should be shooting for the fences first driver i mean ricky stenhouse plus 3300 i i like him i'm gonna lock him in I like it. He's aggressive. He will be in the mix. And if he stays out of a wreck, um, he'll move somebody out of the way to get a win. Um, the next one, you know, I'm going to go with Daniel Suarez. Yes. Uh, we did not, just so everybody knows, me and you did not discuss any of these picks before. But I absolutely have him locked in as well. I got a feeling it's going to be a good season for him. Um, the next one I want to go with is... Jacques Villanueva. <laughs> okay. Well, what are your th- what are your thoughts on him? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, here's the thing, dude. Like, seriously, like he's the Formula One driver. He's done everything else. You know, it's a great story. Anything can happen. He's in the he's a college race driver. You have insane odds on him. Throwing him in the card makes sense to me. No, one hundred percent. You know, I, I mean, will. Uh, it, it's just. I will, I, Hey, I'm throwing him in there. Um, next one, Harrison Burton, fifty-five to one. Yes, one hundred percent. It's his second NASCAR Cup start in the Wood Brothers, and Trevor Bain won a race in the Wood Brothers, the only race Trevor Bain won on his second NASCAR start in that exact same twenty-one Wood Brothers truck, or car. What about Chris Busher at twenty-eight to one? No. Almirello, twenty-five to one. Not at all. Bell, 29 to 1. Yes. Sendrick, 31 to 1. Yes. 
Okay. Um, one, now, one guy I will tell you that I do like in the 62 is Noah Gregson, who does really well in the Xfinity series. He is driving a car that Brandon Gong has raced for years at that track, who also is a driver that could never be successful anywhere else, but was always in the mix at Daytona. And they had to qualify to even get into the race. Um, I don't know what his odds are on DraftKings, but on Bovati's 100 to 1. Noah Grayson is? Yes. Noah Grayson is 90 to 1 here. That is my dark horse. That is my long shot. Uh, so um, if we go half a unit on Suarez, half a unit on Stenhouse, a quarter of a unit on Villanueva, a quarter of a unit on Grayson. So right there, that puts us at one. Half a unit on Harrison Barton. Half a unit on Bowman. Half a unit on Bell. Half a unit on Cendric. That puts us at one, two, three. Puts us at three and a half U's. So we have one more driver we can add for half a unit. Um. What? Just, just asking. I, I really don't want to do it. But what's BJ McLeod? BJ McLeod. He should be at the very, 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 very bottom. Yeah, he's as the worst odds on the board. Two hundred. Two hundred to one. And never mind. Um, how about, how about Justin Haley or Ross Chastain or Chase Briscoe? I, I do like Haley, and he actually won a rain delayed race at a at the Super Speedway. All right, so but, let's, uh, you, what's his? 35 to 1. Yeah, I, I really like that. All right. All right, so there you have it, guys. The bets are we are locking in, and everything will be found on the spreadsheet. The link is on Brandon and I's brand, my, my, my website. You can get to it. There will be a link on Brandon's pay, Instagram and Twitter page, my Instagram and Twitter page. We got... Ricky Stenhouse, half a unit, 31 to 1. Daniel Suarez, half a unit, 55 to 1. Uh, Villanueva, quarter unit, 100 to 1. Harrison Burton, half a unit, 55 to 1. Alex Bowman, half a unit, 21 to 1. Bell, half a unit, 29 to 1. Cendric, half a unit, 31 to 1. Grayson, quarter unit, 90 to 1. And Justin Haley, half a unit, 35 to 1. So right there, we're risking four units. And... You know, we'll go more in depth with head-to-head and everything when we get later on in the season. But one thing that Brandon and I preach is money management. And with a track like this, you can't be going guns blazing with with all these units because one crash could wipe out your whole betting card. Yeah, no strategy whatsoever. Just avoid the big ones. Yeah. So as the season goes, Brandon and I will be going more in depth. And also, we're going to do some more live videos that are going to be on Twitter, YouTube, and I started up a Twitch account for us, so uh, we're going to be all over the uh, all over the internet. Brandon, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, Boston Boy eighty three. Uh, we had a we had our start to Road to Pro on Thursday night. Uh, ran one two with my teammate for the first forty laps. Uh, got shook up in on pit road. 
started to get back together, teammate wrecked. I was running third, avoided a few wrecks, running third, coming out of the last corner, last lap, and the big one happened and clipped me in the right right side and put me in the wall. We ended up 25th. So we're on to Vegas. Not this, uh, not this coming Friday, or not this coming week, but the following week. Uh, looking to build a good set, and we got a lot of rebounding to do after having that debacle at Daytona. Well, make sure you guys give Brandon a follow. Make sure you support his iRacing, and he's going to be here every single week. Brandon, best of luck. Let's make that cheddar, my man. Let's go cash it, boys. Daytona, baby. Guys, that's it for the ETOF 2-1 Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Let's make that money until next week, boys and girls.